0: Did you know that light takes about eight minutes to reach us from the sun? We never notice this difference or this lag since the sun is always shining. But if we were to find a way to switch off the sun, people on Earth wouldn't know until another eight minutes. In fact, there are some stars whose light takes so long to reach that by the time we see their light, they're already dead. A nice way to sum this phenomenon up is when we are looking out into the sky, we are in fact looking into the past. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Information Junkie. I'm your host Arunima Shavaslav and this week we are delving into the life cycle of stars. Stick around to find out how stars are born and how they exit the stage of life. So, the life cycle of a star actually depends on its mass. The way we compare the mass is by using the sun as an estimate. If stars are much heavier than the sun, they follow a different path, whereas if they have a similar mass to the sun, they follow a totally different life cycle. Let's start off with the beginning, which is common for both kinds of stars. There is a cloud of dust and gas, a nebula, which becomes a protostar. This protostar then becomes a main sequence star. Okay, let's pause right there and clarify what these terms mean. Nebulas are massive clouds of dust and gas in space. They're mostly composed of hydrogen. Gravity then pulls this dust and gas together. As the mass comes together, it gets hotter. You can say that this is the protostar phase. This immense heat and pressure allows for the process of fusion to start. In fusion, Hydrogen nuclei fuse together to become helium nuclei. There is a constant struggle for power between the inward forces of gravity and the outward forces as a result of the energy release from fusion. This balance between the two forces is when the star is in its main sequence. In this phase, the star is happily producing helium from hydrogen. The sun is currently in this phase. Now. After the main sequence is when the path of these stars begins to divulge a little bit. Let's look at the stars that have a mass similar to the Sun first. After their main sequence, these stars become red giants, after which they become a white dwarf and finally a black dwarf. Okay, let's take a deeper look as to what happens when a red giant is formed. The stars run out of hydrogen nuclei to fuse. As a result, the inward force of gravity is the greatest, as there is no outward force, as there is no fusion. So, the star contracts. Now when the star contracts, the pressure increases massively, and now heavier elements can be fused. Massive amounts of energy are released, and so the star expands to become a red giant. After the star has exhausted all its fuel, it becomes a white dwarf. There are no nuclear reactions taking place within the star anymore. How does this form? When the nuclear reactions are over, gravity takes over and the star begins to contract. The star fades and changes color as it cools. Interestingly enough, the next step, a black dwarf, is a theoretical end to our imagined star. It is very hard to detect these objects as they emit no heat or light and take quadrillions of years to form. In fact, even if there was a white dwarf at the beginning of the Big Bang, we would still it would still not be... black dwarf, but it is important to note that at the moment these black dwarfs are extremely theoretical. Let's take a look at what happens to stars when their mass is greater than that of the sun. After the main sequence, these stars become red supergiants. After that phase, there is a supernova explosion, and after that, one of two things can happen. This now dead star can become a neutron star or a black hole, again depending on the mass. The red supergiant is similar to the red giant phase. A large star, much more massive than the Sun, will keep having nuclear reactions after the red supergiant phase and it will keep getting hotter until it explodes as a supernova. An exploding supernova will throw hot gas into space. If the star is approximately 10 to 20 times the size of our Sun, a neutron star will be left behind. more massive star becomes a black hole. Neutron stars are observable through the use of pulsars. Pulsars are known as the lighthouses of the universe because they emit so much light and they're easy to detect in that way. Neutron stars are the densest objects discovered. They and pulsars can be used for very interesting things. In fact, NASA has some missions regarding this. If you're interested in hearing about those, leave a like or a comment on the platform that you get this podcast on. Alternatively, you can send a voice note using the links in this description. Do let me know if you're enjoying these short and quick podcast episodes so i know what to make in the future well folks that brings us to the end of this episode please like comment and share this podcast and the episode if you enjoyed it you can follow me at the information junkie on instagram where i post updates about the podcast until next time thank you so much for listening